0: Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you very much. Welcome, everybody. I'm really glad that you're here uh, because this is going to be the. Is, there's a reason why we're calling it Foundations, because this is going to be the thing that's going to set the course uh, for this church for this coming year. And before I get into that, I do want to mention uh, just very briefly about the Bible school. Please, if it was up to me, it would be mandatory. If you're going to be a member of this church, you have to go to Bible school. Amen, because it's that important, and I can't express that enough to you because some of you think too, there's too, like, two ends of the spectrum here. Some people think, well, you only go to Bible school if you're going to go in full-time ministry. That's not necessarily true because to live in 2020, you better know what the Word of God says, and you better know you're God, okay? And then on the other spectrum, there's some people that think it's just like a coffee clutch. You just come together and we talk about some Bible things. No, this is Bible school, Okay, it is literally curriculum that you would find in, in, in a national or international Bible college. It's that uh, excellent, okay? And I'm, I'm telling you, please, And some of you are saying, well, I'd love to go, but I don't have the time. If you have that desire, God will help you with the time. Some others are saying, well, I'd love to go, but I don't know if I can afford it. You take a step and God will take a step. Okay, so the whole reason you're going is to learn faith. What better way than to learn faith, but to start stepping out in faith? So I expect to see a flurry of applications come in this week. We've only got another two weeks before it starts. Amen. The other thing I want to mention before I forget is thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the Christmas offering that you guys blessed us with, my wife and I. Man, you guys went over the top this year. We are so blessed. Thank you for those that sent cards, for those that sent cookies. Stay away yeah. next year. Okay, uh, We're just so grateful. Thank you so much. We really, really feel so appreciated by our congregation. You guys are such a blessing. So thank you. Amen? Amen. So I may need to take a couple of drinks of water every once in a while. Or I may need to put a cough drop in my throat, but I am determined that I'm going to preach this thing Amen. and that Amen. I'm going to do it in strength and that you're going to receive it and my voice Amen. is going to be strong in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So here we are, 2022. It's here, and let's, let's be honest with each other. Let's be real transparent with each other. We want our lives to be more stable, more productive, more fulfilling from this point forward. We don't want to... Who wants to go backwards? Anybody want to go backwards? No, of course not. We want to go forward. We want to go in strength. We want to learn what we can from these past couple of crazy years and take these lessons and go forward. But there's some things that we need to cover over the next few weeks, um, that are going to serve the purpose of strengthening us and the ability to be able to face the challenges of the future. OK? Uh, as you guys realize, it doesn't get any easier from this point, right? I hope you understand that, and I, it's not a gloom and doom message, it's a message of reality. We're living in a very complicated time of history. Uh, God knew that. Turn to somebody, say, "God knew it." God knew it. That's right. And so he's equipped the church. He's equipped you amen, uh, to live in these years. So we thank God that not only do we want to live in stability and that not only do we want to be more productive and live more fulfilling lives, but it's exactly what God wants for us. Listen to this scripture. For some of you, it's going to be very familiar. For others, you may be hearing it for the first time. It's it's found in the third letter that the Apostle John wrote to the church, and it's only one chapter, so it's verse 2 of 3 John. Uh, it starts out, beloved. Now that's us. Turn to somebody. Say that's you. that's you. Beloved, I pray. Now understand. I like to always say this and kind of uh, reinforce this every time I read this scripture. This is the Holy Spirit of God writing to the church through the Apostle John. This is not the Apostle John saying, "I." Beloved, I pray above all things. This is God speaking through the Apostle John what the desire of the heart of God is. Amen? Amen. So listen to what he said. This he's revealing to us his heart. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as go ahead, say it with me. Just as your soul prospers. Say, say, turn to somebody, say, put your hand over here. Say, I have a soul. That is my mind, my will, my emotions. It's my personality. It's my mindset. It's my belief system. And say, keep saying this, and as, I, and as my soul prospers, my whole life prospers. You getting this? All right. So... Our health, our well-being, our stability, our financial welfare are all, all tied to our soul prospering. Again, our soul is that part of our being that is shaped and molded by whatever we expose it to. I could teach a week on that one. Whatever you expose your soul to, whatever you're allowing to come into your, to your mind, Whatever you're allowing to settle in your heart is eventually going to show up on the outside. Amen? Yes. You, you, you digest garbage, you're going to put out garbage. garbage, okay? And so what we're going to focus on in this series is how important it is for us to have a good foundation in our lives. And I don't mean a good foundation Well, I was raised in a good family, had good parents. That's wonderful. I'm talking about the foundation of the word of God has got to be extremely well um, grounded, rooted, structured. It has got to be in such a way because everything that you build your life on is going to be based on the foundation that you have allowed or the lack of foundation Or the wrong foundation, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I really, really just want, I wish I could just go like this, bam, and you guys would absorb the whole message on the inside, okay? So, those who thrive are always the ones who know and live by the Word of God, who know and live by the Word of God. Not just who know the Word of God, but who know and live by the Word of God, because it's really only the Word that you live that you can say can really set you free, we say, well, the truth—the the truth will set me free. Well, no, no it's the only the truth that you're walking in can set you free. Okay? There's a big difference between having knowledge and having experience. Amen. amen. Listen to Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's all going to come back to the word. And if I can tell you this right now, what the emphasis is going to be this year. Amen. I don't care if it's here, if it's in Wall, if it's in Bayville. The emphasis this year is going to be a return to the Word of God, allowing the Word of God to reinforce our foundations, allowing the Word of God to correct our foundations, and for those of you that are newcomers, allowing the Word of God to form a foundation. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself about 10 minutes from now. So when I get to that part in my notes, you make believe it's the first time you're hearing it. Okay? But listen to me. Listen to me. I'm telling you, please I know when I'm speaking under the unction of the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you right now, you have got to build your life on the Word of God. It cannot be on your feelings anymore. We can't get away with that stuff anymore. I've been in this thing for 37, going to be 38 years pretty soon, okay? And I've seen the fluctuations throughout those, those decades of when people in churches were actually walking in the knowledge of the word and when they were just walking in well, well, the way I believe and the way I see it and the way I would, no, 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 none of that stuff has any authority to it. Do you understand that? Say, well, we can't have our opinions. You can have all the opinions you want, but you have no authority in your opinions. You only have authority in the word of God. Are you listening to me? So there's plenty of things in the word of God that I don't understand. There's plenty of things in the word of God. I don't know why God says that's the way it is, but guess what? He wrote the book. I didn't. So I'm going to stand on that word. You listen to me? Might not know 100% why it has to be that way, but he said it has to be that way. Who's God here, you or him? So Psalm 119 says, your word's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, why would I need a lamp from my feet and a light to my path unless there's darkness? And look, wake up, church. There's darkness. Wake up, church. There's darkness. Get your head out of the ground. You're the only light that this world can see right now. Well, I thought Jesus is the light of the world. He said he was, but then he also told us that we were the light of the world. He's not here anymore. You realize that, right? So who's the light? We are. We are. We are. So... Thank God that no matter how dark it gets, the light of the word of God always shines the brightest. John chapter 1, Gospel of John chapter 1. I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Thank God. Man, I can take off from here, but I'm going to stay with my notes. So Jesus gave us instruction on how to live a stable, rock-solid life even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of darkness, even in the midst of crazy times, even in the midst of upheavals, even in the midst when it seems like nothing makes sense anymore, even in the midst of a time when you feel like, who can I trust anymore? What voice can I listen to anymore? The light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shines forth brightly, and his truth Will never be extinguished. Are you listening to me? But it cannot express itself from a book. The Word of God, the power of God, the authority of God can only be released by those who know the Word of God. Are you listening to me? Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24. Jesus speaking. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, whoever hears them and does them, whoever hears them and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Verse 28. So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished, astonished, shocked, stupefied at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Very clear. There's no, there's no need for really detailed explanation here. Our life is established, if our life is established on a proper foundation, we will make it through every storm, Okay. Now, why were the hearers astonished? Why were they stunned? Why were they stupefied? It's because no one cared enough for them to tell them the truth. The Religious leaders loaded them down with everything except the word of God. So when they actually heard the word of God in its pure form, it stunned them. It shocked them. Because all they're used to getting was a bunch of superstitions, a bunch of opinions, a bunch of other people's man-made traditions, and there is no power, there is no authority. There is no benefit in man-made traditions. Amen? That's why here we love our congregation. New Beginnings, we love our congregation. And because we do, we teach the truth of the word as much as it is possible for us. Thank you for that half of an amen. Thank you for another. I'm not looking for that. Thank you, Sandy. I'm just saying, okay? Now, if you were raised in the type of church I was raised in, it was based on ritual, on a lot of superstition, on a lot of mumbo-jumbo, okay? When I came into biblical Christianity, I was astonished just like these people were. Why? Because the Word of God had authority. The Word of God, you know it's truth. It hits you right here. You know it's true. You know it's not smoke and shadows and mirrors and all this other kind of stuff. But watch this now. We can see that Jesus is talking about bottom line stuff. He's talking about foundation. The whole, the whole topic, the whole subject of this illustration is the foundation, the rock, and the difference between the one who built it on the rock and built it on the sand. Now, both were subject to storms. Both individuals were subject to storms. But the determining factor of which you would make it and which you would be wiped out was the foundation upon which their lives were founded. And if we love people, then we should live our lives according to the words and as an example to them. Why? People are watching how you handle your storms. People are watching how you handle your storms. You might not realize it, but they're watching you. They're listening to you. They're they're looking to see, do we really believe what we say we believe? Do we really have faith in God? Do we really trust him the way we claim that we do? We need to live our lives according to the word. But watch this now. You're not going to be able to if the proper foundation is not there. And that's why this is so important. This series is so important. So, we're going to be covering the major foundational building blocks of our relationship with the Lord. Why? Because our foundations are being undermined every single day. I'll say it again for those of you that are still asleep. Our foundations are being undermined every single day. Every time you watch a commercial on television, there's an agenda. Every TV show that you watch, every movie you watch, every article that you read has an agenda to pull you away from your God, to undermine your faith in the Word of God, to put your trust in yourself and make man the center of the universe rather than God being the center of the universe. You better wake up and realize it. One pastor put it this way, as the foundation of faith is being undermined, and the walls of truth are broken down. God is calling all his children to refocus on the essentials. That's what we're gonna be doing in this series. You listening? We're gonna be refocusing on the essentials of the foundations of our faith. We'll take them one step at a time. Every week we'll cover another building block. So, what does that mean? You can't miss a weekend. Amen. I'm not joking. You cannot miss a weekend. Well, pastor, if I can't get here, I got something. Then you better listen to it online. Because every week, either myself or somebody else is recording this message ahead of time so that on the weekend, tomorrow morning, people, will, people that can't get here, can't possibly get here, uh, will be able to watch it online and get the truth of this message. Amen? Yes. And Now, I'm assuming that many of you want to have a life that's filled with stability. I'm assuming that many of you want to have a life that is uh, fulfilling. And uh, you want to have a rock-solid foundation. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like roller coasters. I don't like up one minute, down the next. I don't like, you might get thrilled about that. God bless you, go. I'll give you my ticket, you can go. I like stability. Amen? I like stability. I like rock-solidness. Because rock-solid stability from the Word of God gives us the ability to live a life in such a way that those around us that don't know him, they could look to us as a signpost, not as their Messiah, not as their Savior, not as some big shot that knows how to throw scriptures around, but that they would say, there's got to be a God because I knew this person before and they weren't this way and now they are. So what's the purpose of having a foundation? I got to move quick here. A foundation plays three major roles in the construction of a structure. Number one, it supports the load of the entire building and provides for what? Future Future expansion. I'll talk a little bit more about that. It, It supports the entire load of the building and provides for the future expansion. You know, years ago, I'll say this much. Years ago, we were contemplating, before the pandemic, you know, at at that time, our attendance, church-wide, many campuses, was anywhere from 1,300 to 1,400 a week. Okay? A lot of people. So we started, uh, many, many years ago, started realizing we're going to have a parking problem in this area. And so one of the things we actually talked about, I'm not joking, was, uh, you know, when you're a visionary, you get crazy ideas. So I said, why can't we put a parking garage on top of the building? No, you don't understand. See, the front part of this building is all concrete. The roof is concrete. Sure it would, if you got about $10 million. So the first question that was thrown at me was, even if you had the money, you'd have to tear the whole building down. I said, why? Why? Because the foundation will never support that expansion. You listen to me? So now what happens is some people now want to move forward in their Christianity. They want to move forward in being useful in the gospel, but the foundation that they fail to establish will not support the expansion for the future. Why? Because the closer you get to the plan of God, the more attacks, the more warfare, the more... And so if your foundation is not built right guess what's going to happen? Everything's going to collapse. Now, God God will restore you, but you have to cooperate with him and now build the foundation that you originally did not build. Amen. You catching this? All right. So number one, it supports the load of the entire building and provides for future expansion. Now I'm going to tell you straight out, I thank God for the church that I got born again in. Okay, this man on the front row right here, it knows me from the day that I got born again, 37 years ago. And no, we were both in the same church together. And I thank God. Was it a perfect church? No. But the emphasis was on the word of God. John, am I right? The emphasis, You were there the night that I got saved. The emphasis in that church was always on the word of God. The power of God, the anointing of God, which is on the word. And I thank God, because if I had been in any other kind of church where the emphasis might have been something else, there's no way, there's absolutely no way that God could have moved us into this position to do what we're doing today. Why? This, the foundation wouldn't have supported it. You listening to me? You got to build a good foundation in your life. You got to build a good foundation for your marriage. You gotta, everybody spends time to worry about spending tens of thousands of dollars for a reception. And the music and the food and the cocktail hour and the desserts afterward. But, but very rarely does a couple ever spend the time thinking, hey, once the party's over, I got to live with you. <laughs> we're going to have problems. We're going to have issues. And so many times there's no foundation. All glitz, all party, all music. People will talk about the reception for, for months, but there's no foundation. And therefore, six months later, guess what? They're in a counseling office. Why? Because the foundation failed. When you're going to have a family, you're going to plan to have a family. Plan to have, the key word, plan to have a family, not oops, plan to have a family. Okay? What should you do? You need to establish a foundation. Why? Those kids need to get raised. And as you well, it was good enough for me. My parents, no, 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 no. Let's not even go there. You need to have a plan to establish a foundation for your, how you're going to raise those children. Are you listening? So, number two, a good, strong foundation keeps the building standing while the forces of nature wreak havoc. Well-built foundations keep the occupants of the building safe during calamities. That's exactly what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 7. That man that built his house on the rock, he didn't need to worry about the storms. He didn't need to worry about the floods. Why? His house is founded on the rock. The person that needed to be concerned was the one whose house was built on the sand. Okay, No foundation. Gets washed out right from underneath it. And it says, and great was that fall. Number three, a solid foundation stops undermining issues from seeping in and weakening the structure. And dear God Almighty, if there's ever been a truth that what's happened to the church universal over the past couple of decades, it's that. There's so much junk that's seeped in. There is so much wrong teaching. There is so much wrong emphasis on specific parts of the word of God. There's so much, it's, it's, some ministries, some ministries, I'm not talking about any of local. Some ministries, all they do is talk about the end times, end times, end, end times are important, yes? Yeah. yes? Okay, are the end times important? Yes. Extremely, especially now in the days we're living in. Yes. But you can't only teach that. There were seasons, thank God you don't see too much of this anymore because it was correction that was brought into the church by the Lord, thank God. But there were ministries, all they ever talked about was money, 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 finances, finances, finances. I notice that they don't even have a presence on television anymore. You listening? Why? Wrong teaching. Or, you know, if you overemphasize the truth of the word, it could still result in wrong teaching. You have to put everything in the right position that it's in. Are you listening to me? You hear what I'm saying? Even if you took a truth of the word and overemphasized it, because the truth of the word is God wants us to prosper. That was one of the first scriptures you read. Yes or no? Does God want you to prosper? Yeah. But if that's all you ever talked about, And all that you ever emphasized, what happens to the other areas of our faith? What happens to the other areas of the word of God that we need to establish as our foundation in our life? Amen? Amen? So, and so as a natural foundation serves a purpose that we just talked about in those three different topics, it's the same in our spiritual life. It's the same in our relationship with the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2, I'm going to read to you from verse 6 from the Amplified, the classic Amplified version. For thus it stands in Scripture, this is the Apostle Peter writing to the church. Behold, I'm laying in Zion a chosen, honored, precious chief cornerstone. He who believes in him, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him shall never be disappointed or put to shame. Now, what's a cornerstone? A cornerstone is the building block that everything else in the building relies upon. Right. Now, if you, go, if you go to our campus and walk, that building was built back in the 60s, I believe there's, there's a block there. Uh, it's not right on top of the foundation, but it's close to the foundation, okay? And it has the, the year that the, the building, that, the cornerstone, the, the, we could call it a bedrock stone. In other words, everything's gonna rely on this particular thing. That's who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is our foundation. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. But understand this, okay? If you're you're here tonight and you claim to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, there's something funny about him. He doesn't like to share that position with anybody. You listening to me? It can't be Jesus and... It's Jesus, and I believe. Well, you know, I believe in Jesus, but I leave this. No, 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 you just tainted the, the, the foundation. You just cracked the cornerstone. Can't be. A perfect example, and this may be a little exaggerated because it's a different culture we live in. If you go to India, where, where there's now a lot of persecution against the true church, there a lot of persecution, okay? The habit uh, that developed among the Hindu people when the gospel first started coming there, because they worship so many, some people say millions, let's just say thousands, because they worship so many thousands of different gods and every one of them is a demon disguising as a god, Okay. Because they worship us. So when Jesus, when the gospel comes along, oh, yeah, he sounds good. Sounds great. I like that. I'll take him. And they take Jesus and they put him on the shelf with all the rest of the demons, with all the rest of the, the, these gods. Are you listening to me? Yes. Okay. It can't be that way with us. Can't be that way with them either. That's why the true Christians there suffer such horrible persecution because they say, well, what about all our other gods? They're not gods. They're demons disguising themselves as gods. That sounds harsh. Yeah, it is harsh, Amen. but it's true. It's true. Should we pat people on the back because they've been fooled and, into worshiping demons instead of worshiping the true living God? Of course not. If you love somebody, you're gonna tell them the truth. You listen to me? Get, get offended if you want, but it's the truth, okay? There is one God. There's one God, there's one mediator between God and man, and he's the man, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our foundation is built on Christ, the cornerstone. You and I, the Bible would mean nothing if it wasn't for Jesus Christ as the center of it. He's the center of your salvation. He's the, he's the reason that you can say that you're born again and you're saved. You better clear everything else out. Well, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't know if I agree with the rest of the Bible. Well, how much do you love him? Because he said, if you love me, you'll obey my word. We get stuff thrown at us constantly. Do you endorse this lifestyle? Do you endorse that lifestyle? What do you have to say about this? What do you say about that? I don't have anything to say about it. It's what the word says about it. I didn't write it. God did. You listening to me? Paul said to Timothy, Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go to Second Timothy 3 14. Because remember, it's all about the foundation. You getting anything tonight? Is this helping you at all? You see how important this is? 2 yes. Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. He's talking to talking, Paul, writing to Timothy. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. What's he talking about? He's talking about Timothy's past. What's Timothy's past? His foundation, Amen. which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, here it is. (coughs) All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, or we could say teaching, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. For what goal? For what reason? We're going to build a strong foundation in our life so that we could fulfill verse 17. You listening? That the man of God or the woman of God may be what? Complete. Thoroughly what? equipped for every good work. And dear God, it seems like the majority of Christians in the world today are not equipped for every good work. And that's not going to be said about this church. We're going to build a very strong foundation from this point forward. Paul said to Timothy, don't move off your foundation. Build it stronger and stronger. Why? Because you've got a lot to accomplish for God. Amen. Paul told the early church that all spiritual growth rests upon the foundation made up of all God revealed, both in the Old Testament and New Testament. Now listen to me. I I have a lot of favorite teachers that are in the world right now, you know, in the church world. Uh, And and I agree with a lot, but but there's one thing I don't agree with, is it seems like some, some really good teachers, probably unintentionally, are sending the message that we don't need the Old Testament anymore. There's a reason why you have both in that book. Okay, now, we live in the New Testament. But the foundation is where? You getting this? I'm going to say it again. We live where? In the New Testament. But the New Testament is based on what? The Old Testament. Do you you notice that there's more Old Testament than there is New Testament? Why? Because the foundation's always got to be bigger than the building. Now, the New Testament is a revelation of the Old Testament. Now, I'm not saying just read the Old Testament. It was one of the mistakes I made when I got saved. Well, it was really a mistake. God turned it around. I, I I was reading the Bible like it was gone with the wind. You know, you start and 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 like a novel. So I I spent a whole lot of time in the Old Testament. Okay? Learned a lot, but my life was starting to reflect the Old Testament. When I got to the Gospels, and of course, thank God I was in a church where they were teaching, like I said before, the Word of God. But but I realized, wow, because I knew so much of the Old Testament, and I could see the transition from Old Testament to New Testament, it made me appreciate the New Testament way more. It made me appreciate the character nature of God so much more. It made me appreciate some of the people in the Old Testament so much more because some of them, well, all of them, lived and died for the most part, except for John the Baptist. Most of them lived and died in the Old Testament, never seeing the fulfillment. You realize that John the Baptist is the only prophet from the Old Testament that saw the fulfillment in the New Testament? What are you saying, Pastor? John the Baptist in the Gospels. Honey, the Gospels are still Old Testament. The New Testament starts when Jesus says, it is finished. That's why many of them thought he, they called him a prophet because they reckon, oh, this is like, this is the way Elijah operated. Mm-hmm. This is the way Elijah operated. This is the way Daniel operated. This is the way they recognized that. But then they understood him to be the Messiah. Are you getting this? Yes. You see why you need a great foundation? Yes. Yeah, thank you for that one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Ephesians, I got to wrap this up. Okay, you going to listen faster? Yes. Good. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Look at this, look at verse 20. Built on the foundation of the who? Apostles and who? Prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. That building is you. And in him, you are too being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So listen to me, hear me out, hear me out here, okay? Oh man, I got so much to cover yet. No foundation, no growth. Wrong foundation, wrong growth. Strong biblical foundation, tremendous, effectual, life-impacting growth. And this series is gonna serve a few different purposes. For some, It's going to be building a foundation from scratch. For others, it'll be strengthening the foundation that already exists. For some others, it will serve the purpose of identifying areas where the foundation has been damaged. And there are many whose foundation has been damaged. Many people, well, I used to believe this, but now I believe this. So... Let me just very quickly go over some areas uh, of danger, of an unprotected and faulty foundation. Uh, you're, in this for the, you're in this with me tonight, right? Yes. You're, you're listening? Yes. You're not just tolerating me until I'm done? No. no. Okay, good. Because uh, you're going to need that commitment to hear what I'm going to tell you. Unfortunately, some people say the prayer of salvation, so they're satisfied they're not going to hell anymore but they're not aware that the enemy will try to pull them back into the past. And so because there's no foundation, no stability, because there's no roots, there's no fruit. And that's why every single one of us know, of course, nobody in here would be this stupid, but that's why all of us know somebody who said the prayer, who claimed to be followers of Jesus Christ, but they're not living any different than they did before. There's no change. There's no transformation. There has to be evidence. There has to be fruit. For you and I to have that, that security on the inside that we're definitely saved. It's not just because we said a prayer. It's because we made a decision from our heart that prayer has got to be a reflection of the decision that's already been made here. Are you listening to me? Am yes. I going to have time to do this? You're going to give me, can you give me another 5-10 minutes? Yes. You sure? Okay, Mark chapter 4, probably one of the most important chapters of Scripture in the Gospels. Jesus even said so. Now, I'm picking up in verse 13. I would advise you at some point in time this weekend to read the chapter starting in verse 1. Because in verse 1, he gives an illustration raw. He just draws it out raw. But then in verse 13, he explains it to them. Now, who does he... Oh, this is a whole other teaching here. Uh, If you read chapter 4 from verse 1, Jesus throws out this illustration of different types, four different types of soil, but he throws it out raw. And then he he waits. And the Bible tells us just before we get to verse 13 that most of the crowd took off. They were satisfied. They knew they didn't understand what he was saying, but they all turned to each other and went, Wow, that was a good message. Just like some people do when they leave here. That was a good message. Well, what did he say? I don't remember. So, so the major- watch this now. The wisdom of Jesus. The majority of the people turn around and leave, and he waits to see who's hungry enough. And then it those- goes Go right ahead. and says it right there. You can read it. And those that remain together with the disciples, to them he explained the illustration. You You ready? Verse 13, then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? What's he saying? This is the foundation teaching to understanding any parable that Jesus teaches. Are you with me? Okay, because I'm teaching good tonight. (laughs) He said, How, if you don't understand what I'm about, what I just shared with you, how are you going to understand, he said to his disciples, any other parables? because he's given them foundational teaching, okay? Verse 14, now he's gonna explain the illustration. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown, and soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. So this person has no idea that there's such a thing as a foundation, no idea that there's roots that could stop the enemy from stealing. Listen, the reality of salvation the enemy will steal that from you if you're not careful roots serve the same purpose as foundations they keep the structure of the plant healthy and growing in the right direction and just saying a prayer does not form a foundation or a root system it puts you on the track I'm, i'm 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 stunned i'm amazed People get born again, they say that prayer of salvation seems genuine, and three, four months later, it's like, so, so, you know, you've been reading your Bible? Uh, um, Not really, I really don't have time. Devil's gonna rob that from you. Devil's gonna rob that from you. There's a word that's given to us, is not for us for heaven, it's for us for here. You listen, we don't need a Bible in heaven. We don't need the Gospels in heaven. The reality of all the kingdom of God will be right in our face. We'll draw strength from, from the Lamb of God himself. The Bible exists for you here and for me here to gain my strength. Verse 16, others like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word, and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Why? No root system, no foundation structure, <coughs> no holding power. That's the problem. You have got to know the Word of God for yourself. You have got to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. But if you don't open your book or don't open your app or don't go online and read Scripture, not articles about Scripture, 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 then you're not going to develop a foundation, and that is the biggest problem with most Christians today because you're not stupid, though, right? You're going to build a good foundation, right? Amen. Amen. Still others, verse 18, still others like seed sown among thorns. Hear the word. The seed was sown, right? But it was sown where there was a lot of thorns. Hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire of other things, for other things, come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So they started building a foundation. They started putting down roots, but got distracted. Dangerous word for a Christian, distracted. They got confused. Maybe it's by mixing too many different types of materials, you can't build a foundation with too many different types of materials. If you start out with concrete and rebar, you got to do the whole foundation in concrete and rebar. You can't do some of the foundation concrete and rebar, and some of it brick, and some of it cinder block, and some you're weakening the integrity of the foundation. Okay, I need you to take this because this is what shipwrecks so many people's lives. These are the ones who skip around from place to place. They expose themselves to every type of different teaching. They go after whoever pays more attention to them, and therefore there's no stability in that life. Constantly pulling up roots, constantly tearing out foundational blocks because something else sounded better. Say this today: I love my pastor <laughs> because he tells me the truth. Whether it, feels good or not. Whether it feels good or not, ask me how I know these things. I've been watching for 37 years. People start out right, people being in a good church, hearing the word. Then they get distracted. Well, I like the way this one. I like the way that one. And I like to watch this one. And I like to listen to that one. Is it? Is what am I saying? Don't listen to anybody but me. No. But what I'm saying is, stay on the track that God has placed you Amen. in. I was born again in a Word of Faith church. I didn't know it was a Word of Faith church. It was the mercy and grace of God that I got born again in a Word of Faith church. I would have never made it other than that because I would have seen right through this stuff that some places teach for, for truth, okay? Thank God I was born again in a Word of Faith church. Thank God Thank God I was raised up, and didn't even know it, didn't realize the value of it under a man's ministry who I had never met until years and decades later, Kenneth Hagan Sr., Okay, one of the greatest teachers of the word that's existed in the past 100 years. Okay, I didn't realize it. God supernaturally just put me there, okay? So, so I go to his Bible school, and I learn what it's gonna to take to start this church, right? So I start the church. Well, who am I supposed, who am I gonna reflect? The, 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 the lane that God put me in. Amen. Had somebody call me up one time. I'll never forget, it. it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We were living in a house in Toms River at the time. We had just started the church, maybe about a year. Said to me, You know, you got to get off of this Hagen stuff. You got to get off of this, what were Roberts teaching stuff? They associate with Roberts. I said, Really? Well, let me tell you something. If God wanted me under somebody else, He would have put me under somebody else. I didn't look for Him. God sovereignly put me in a position to be on that track. Are you listening to me? and I thank God for it. Amen. Thank God for it every single day. Does that mean nobody else is a good teacher? I didn't say that. What I'm saying is my foundation, my what I was going towards was gonna require that foundation. Amen. I didn't go looking for it. I never went travel to another church. Didn't go sit under this one, sit under that one, sit on the other one. I didn't need to. I knew I had a good foundation that was being built in my life. Did I respect other ministers and preachers? Absolutely. Did I listen to some people intelligent? Some, some. But you see, when you have a strong foundation, in here you get an alarm system that goes, "Eh, uh, that doesn't match the foundation, change the channel. Put that book away. (laughs) Shut the radio off. Get off the computer. Because when your foundation is strong, you recognize, no, this doesn't fit in my foundation. This is going to undermine my foundation. You listening to me? I hope you are. All right, I got to stop. All right, so let me give you the last one. The last one is good. Verse 20. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, watch this now, hear the word, accept it, and do what? Produce. Produce some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. And this is the life of the one who puts down roots. Built, He built a firm foundation, has put it to work, put in the work, and has used the correct materials and keeps up with maintenance. You listening to me? It takes maintenance. Faith comes by? Fear. And what? Fear. And listen to me, I'll add my part on it. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and faith stays by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and faith stays by hearing. You gotta constantly be feeding your faith, constantly be feeding your soul, the right materials. Why? Because every force in hell is trying to undermine the foundation in your life. Every force of hell is, is there for the purpose of shaking you Offer your foundation, and we're not going to let it happen. Amen? So, we've got to wrap this up. I want to quote you an old song from many years ago. I'm not going to sing it. Even if my voice was okay, I wouldn't sing it. I wouldn't put you through that in the last few minutes. (laughs) My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. He is the foundation. He is the cornerstone. Your life must be built upon him or your life's gonna collapse at some point in the near future. You need Jesus. And you don't just need to know about him. You need to know him. You need to receive him. You need to ask him to come into your life, to be the foundation of your life. And I pray that you would do that. He came to this earth, died on the cross for you and for me, paid for our sins. God, the father in heaven received his blood as payment for your sins and for my sins. He rose again from the dead. He's alive right now. He's coming back soon. He could be here any moment to receive the church. He's coming. He's coming. But he's coming for those who eagerly await him. He's coming for those who are already born again, who have his spirit living in them. And I pray if that's not you, if you're not there yet, I pray that you would make a simple declaration of your faith. Just say, I believe in the Lord. Why don't we just stand up right now? Let's, say, let's pray this prayer together. And then we're going to sing the song. Amen? Pray this prayer with me. Father, I believe with all my heart that Jesus is your son, and that he came to the earth, died on the cross, and you received his death as if it was mine. I should have died on that cross, not him but you received his blood and you forgave my sins and you're willing to wash me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So Father, tonight, I declare from my heart, Jesus Christ is my Lord. My faith is in him. My confidence is in him. I thank you that from this moment forward, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, name. amen. 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 Now listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time tonight, before you leave, come up to the front. If you prayed it as a way to rededicate your life to the Lord, come up front. We'll put a Bible in your hand. We want to get to know who you are. We'll answer any questions that you have. But please do that before we leave tonight. Let's worship God with this awesome song. Amen. Amen? God bless you.